Hey everyone, uh, we'll begin this episode of X Talks in a few minutes while we wait for our audiences to join. Uh, can we do a quick sound check before that? Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Is everything okay? Yep. Hey guys. All right. Hey Looks guys. like. <laughs> oh, we have Chief here. I'll bring him oh, wow. up. No, don't let him. No, don't let him in. Let him just listen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I guess he'll have to be an audience for this one. I guess. <laughs> yes, please. I hope he doesn't leave. He'll just leave the space straight away, turn around and leave. <laughs> Chief love to be on the on the audience side. Nice. Well, no, I think he actually prefers to be on the speaking side, but I'll take over <laughs> tonight. Let him rest, let him chill and just um just be there. There's no responsibilities at all for tonight. Yeah, plus he's our favorite Power Ranger, I guess. I know. Well, we can't say that really, but I mean, <laughs> it's not a secret <laughs> anymore. Anyways, um, right, uh, Sam, would you like to introduce yourself first, and then uh, I'll take over, and then um, yeah, we will take it from here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Sam, and I am the community manager for Leo One X project. Uh, I'll be hosting uh, this episode. I'll be hosting this one alongside with Ina, or uh, the ultimate asset, as you can see. Uh, we are going to discuss a very few, in, uh, a lot of interesting things in this one. And just a reminder that if you haven't joined the Leo One X Discord yet, now is the time to do so. We are doing a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, passing over to you, Vina. Okay, cool. Thank you, Sam. Um, so, well, yeah, I'm Ina. I do everything operations for Layer One X. Uh, for some reason, they call me Swiss Knife. I don't understand where this is coming from. Uh, still don't get it, but it is what it is. So, yeah, we're like super pleased to get gaming on board for this session. Um, I would love you to introduce yourself and um, <laughs> let us know how we can address you. I don't know if you want to get doxxed or not. So please take over and introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, my name is Blake uh, and I'm the head of Web3 for gaming. Lovely. How good. Okay, perfect. Blake, thank you so much for stepping in. Uh, to be fair, I've been like stalking you quite a bit. <laughs> I'm quite surprised that you actually made it here on time, um, simply because it, it took me so long to get you to understand the seven hours time difference between us. <laughs> so, yeah, like I am, I'm absolutely amazed that you made it. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I've got a few questions for you. Uh, but like before, obviously, um, we would love to know a little bit more on gaming.io as a project just whatever you would like to express um about the project please go ahead and then i'll take over and get to my questions yeah cool okay so like quick overview is that gaming is effectively uh it's a, it's a juggernaut of a business, right? Uh, we're the world's biggest deep in for GPUs, meaning that we have the world's largest supply of these centralized GPUs. Uh, we merge narratives of gaming, AI, and also deep in. And so what we effectively are is a gaming platform that has a crowdsourced GPU sharing system where we allow gamers to monetize their GPUs with us through one-click automated monetization. Uh, and so we go ahead and we monetize their GPU in a number of ways, which is powering blockchains, rendering services, and powering LLM models for AI companies. Um, we also own the third best esports organization in the world. Uh, we're, we're an award-winning esports e organization. Uh, it's, it's basically part of our flagship marketing strategy to onboard the next millions of gamers and, and also have that credibility in the space as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of a short overview. This is absolutely brilliant. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I thought I did my research, but I didn't know that um, you guys are um, 
also in esports and, and stuff and like being organizers within that space because this is huge it's getting so mentally massive which i personally adore i think it's amazing that um people of all sorts of like backgrounds ages and uh locations can just uh go and knock themselves out playing favorite games and also like being competitive about it and you know potentially um earning something for it so this is absolutely brilliant and uh, but when were you guys founded? Did, sorry, did you ask when we were founded? Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, the core team founded Gaming about, I would say, six years ago now. Uh, it started off as a, as a concept that was uh, a solution to a massive problem that they foresaw coming, which was the world being severely under-resourced for computational power. Uh, and so Calvin, uh, our CPO today, basically kind of came up with this idea where uh, he was like, well, hang on a sec, like there's going to be a massive shortage on GPUs. What about tapping into the world's biggest dormant supply of GPUs? And, and that was, that's what he basically figured out that the, the biggest dormant supply sits idle in the PC, uh, PCs of everyday PC gamers. So yeah, it was kind of founded from there. And for the last five, six years, they've been building. Uh, and yeah, we're basically like a year uh in beta just coming out of it now and yeah that's that's where we're at that's cool um how did you find so before you um you got involved with this project and you started building this um were you somehow in web 2 or you were kind of always involved with web 3 uh, space are you talking about the core team or me personally um I'm talking about you, but you can you can talk about yourself a little bit, but then you can also kind of like touch a little bit on the team if you want, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we all all obviously like come from Web2 backgrounds, as as all the, the listeners do in this yeah. space, right? But uh, uh, so like the team is made up of a number of, I like to call them superstars because they're just all really good at what they do, right? Um, like each each individual person in the team plays a specific role and and plays it really well, you know, kind of like uh, players in a sports team, uh, esports team, I should say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, my background personally is I've got 10 years of digital marketing experience. Uh, I've, I've generated probably about $90 million now for my clients in the past five years through e-commerce and lead generation. Uh, in the last two, two to three years, I've been in the Web3 space and I've, I've helped companies raise like I think like over 60, 70 million now. Um, and so, yeah, like I've done a fair bit for, for companies myself in the Web3 space. I've consulted a lot and now now I'm basically just taking over as the head of Web3 uh, for this project. We also like, we also have some uh, really cool, like unique individuals. So one that I like to highlight a lot of the time is, is Andrew, our CMO. Um, he's, the, he's on the Forbes Council and he's also the founder of, Canada's largest paid ads agency. Uh, so he's, he's kind of like a living, I would like, <laughs> he's like a living God in the paid ad space, right? I always love to right. refer to him as that, but he's, they're basically like an award-winning agency. They've worked with over 3000 brands over the last 20 years. Uh, most brands you would know of like, you know, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, whatever it is. Uh, and so, yeah, the guy is like really, really good at what he does. So good that he actually gets downloads for gaming right now at 40 to 60 cents per download, install and create wallet, which it costs Binance to $10 to do the same thing, uh, just for context. Um, but yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive, that's absolutely impressive. It just literally like uh, reminded me of the film Tetris that was released quite recently. I don't know if you watched it, but um, that's uh, the first, I think, uh, time when the, the game was in, um, invented and they were going to the USSR just to hunt the game and uh, try and pull it into America. It was quite a good movie. Did you watch it? Uh, I'm thinking, I don't know if I saw Tetris. I think I saw Pac-Man and that's what I thought you were talking about, but I realized it wasn't. <laughs> no, it's Tetris. Yeah, yeah, it's quite impressive. It's really good. So, that yeah, literally that... Um, 
just what you said reminded me about this film. But um, okay, it's it's amazing that you guys got obviously a solid team. Uh, where are you guys based? All over the place? Uh, yeah, so the the company is a Zug Switzerland regulated company. Uh, it's where it's based, uh, and there's also like a, a London office as well. But uh, the team are based quite globally, so mostly through Europe and the US, but also like you know. Uh, Australasia uh, area as well, so Asia Pacific. But um, yeah, yeah, we're sort of a little bit everywhere. Yeah, same with us. We've just um, well, obviously our core core team is in Australia, but um, some of us are uh, yeah, spread around the world. I'm uh, I'm in Asia. Um, our head of gaming and head of ecosystem is in Turkey. And um, another guy who seems to like very resonate with your uh, marketing genius, um, he's in the US, our chief, uh, chief experience officer, also very talented, also has like brilliant background with all these big, big names, which is, which is interesting to me because like I have nothing to do with the States, I've never, never been there, but um, it seems like uh, great businesses get lucky getting this kind of people um, experienced and, you know, just very smart um, and, uh, yeah, lucky us. So, okay, um, we probably would move, move on to more like um, serious questions. We will dive in a little bit into the protocol and into the industry. Um, I hope I won't bore you. <laughs> <laughs> is my question. I literally just, um, when I was stalking you, right, I joined one of the um, online sessions on Twitter before, and it was literally a bunch of people giggling. And I thought, oh my gosh, our MA is so serious. <laughs> I was like, I was a little bit Yeah, worried, that, that but... would have been um, Pingu's face across the pond. They're very, uh, very like honest and relaxed in their approach. Uh, which which so which we like. We think uh, we think it's a good way to do things. But you know, sometimes it's it's always good to be a bit serious as well. But uh, yeah, like we, it's, it's so long as you kind of get the the mess key messages across, I think it's totally fine. And look, people are here anyway to listen, so not not an issue. Don't worry about being boring. We we can mix it up. We can have a <laughs> laugh and make it exciting. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well. So let's dive into you, um, not into you, but into the project, probably better. Um, so gaming industry, obviously a huge open sea of opportunities of like people who want to step in, uh, people who want to get involved. Um, you guys, obviously your project has a huge organic following and I'm pretty sure your your position within that space is uh, pretty solid so um, apart from gaming sector which uh, other sectors do you intercommunicate with uh, in your endeavors yeah so uh, the, I guess you would say this because it's a web3 style space so we, we, we can talk in narratives um, I think the three narratives that we hit really well, is gaming, AI, and DeepIn. Uh, AI, because we actually power AI tech, the photo generative services, like if you want to use the equivalent of a mid-journey to understand that. Um, and then also for powering LLM models, we were the first company to ever do that. Uh, and then uh, with the DeepIn space, most people don't usually know what it stands for. So DeepIn stands for Decentralized Physical Infrastructure Network, which is it's, it's what gaming is exactly. Uh, we are the epitome of that. <laughs> so we uh, yeah. like to define that, you know, we are a, a decentralized infrastructure network of GPUs uh, all coming together for for specific reasons, right? And so that's 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 what a deep in is. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of hit those two narratives, I think, uh, three narratives quite well. Uh, and it is it is cool because like we sort of do it in a way where we're not just participating, we're, we're sort of like, a global leader in, in a lot of those, right? So we were the first company to ever do LLM, power LLM models. That's that's huge. It's a massive achievement, right? Language learning models for those who don't understand that. Uh, with the gaming, like we're a, we're a top three global esports organization at the same time as part of our, you know, what, uh, the, what the company, uh, sorry, the esports organization that we own. 
And then for the D-pin, we have the world's largest su supply of decentralized GPUs, like alternatives like Render, who are a top 50 coin. They have 1,140 GPUs online per quarter, according to a Medium article they wrote. We have over 50,000 GPUs online per month, uh, not per quarter, per month, right? So huge, stark difference, right? Uh, we, we are by far uh, global, global leaders uh, in, in that industry as well. So like, I guess that's sort of how we like tie three, three of those narratives together. That's amazing. Like, uh, I'm, I'm actually genuinely so happy for you, you know. <laughs> this is amazing achievements. And uh, we all need it, to be fair. Like, uh, from my perspective, uh, from my very, very, like, simple user perspective, right? Um, to me, it's very important to not know what's happening in the background when I experience something, right? When I do, when I go around clicking, I don't want to know. Man, I don't want to know how was it built. I just want like two seconds clicks and uh, results that I'm trying to, you know, click around and achieve. Um, so, yeah, for me, uh, any sort of like fundamental uh, achievements, they mean that me personally don't have to struggle and potentially smash my screen um, because of the nervous attack or something like that. So yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I see you guys are were, or are incubated by CoinMarketCap. Could you please um, just like um, share your experience? Um, how um, is, it, is it an easy ride for you to be incubated by them? Is it a great experience to be working with them? Like generally collaboration wise, um, how would you assess it? I want to start by saying that they're a brilliant team. So, like, uh, people that I've worked with so far is Sailor Jin, Min, uh, like, uh, and they're, they're sort of, like, to, to do with, like, different operations that we've uh, worked together with so far. So, to, to preface, it is actually 100% marketing incubation, which means that they sort of take us on board under, the, under their wing and they basically, like, help us amplify uh, whatever we're doing to their audience, right? And so when I say take us under their wing, it sounds funny, but they are actually Web3's most visited and largest portal. They, they have 64 million daily active users, which yeah. is also 350 million monthly active users. So they, they have more users than, than people like Binance, right? Like they're, they're massive and they're owned by Binance, which is pretty cool. But um, and I think that's quite public knowledge. But so like working with them has been, has been awesome so far. You know, they've got great systems in place. Uh, they, they have their SOPs in terms of like how they go about, uh, structuring different things, you know, they're quite a large organization. So, uh, we mostly just communicate through uh, a telegram group and then like we jump on calls when it's necessary and we sort of like just run through things. They're very open as a team as well. Uh, and they are, they are sort of based, based around the world. So they've got people from Asia, people from Brazil, uh, that I've spoken to so far. And, uh, yeah, like relatively speaking, like I would say it's, it's a very easy, style uh of a, of a collaboration that, that we have with them and so we do have a 12 month uh a contract with them so meaning that they that we for the next 12 months they plan on pushing us to their audiences which for us is just like priceless it's like you know the, the credibility that comes with a, a like a, a a body like coin market cap talking about gaming which they have done a, a multitude of times already and we'll be doing a a plethora of times more. Uh, I think it's. I think it's definitely exciting, and yeah, I, I love. I love the experience so far. Brilliant. Okay, that's a, that's a great feedback. I always kind of like. I'm very just curious uh, on collaborations between um, projects and between like, especially you know when uh, project is well established. Uh, it's um, it just makes me you know curious how collaboration goes and um, <clears throat> what's happening behind the curtains. Okay. We will move on a little bit to like social impact. Um, this is what, again, I've been researching and stalking it actively. Uh, and I know that you guys, <clears throat> you know, trying to utilize all the existing resources in gaming space uh, in order to create a powerful community and, um, you know, uh, vibrant social impact. So, could you please elaborate on that a little bit and uh, tell us what's the goal, what's the mission here? 
sorry, what's our goals and missions in general? In, in, you mean in, through community? Um, or? With the with the community, with your community, with uh, that, that like creating that. Oh yeah, yeah. Impact mostly. Yeah, so I, I guess like the reason why we created a community to begin with is because I well, I, this is more of my own belief, right? I believe that to be successful in any anything that you do, you have to have like your base evangelists around your brand. And then from there, like the network effect is what really builds a business, you know, like you see this in in a, a lot of cool examples around the world. But the, the best way to create a community I've I've learned from like my 10 years of experience so far, the best tool is an NFT uh, collection. And so we decided to create uh, NFT collections, I should say, plural, uh, to, to do that exactly. And so as a result, like what we want to build is like this culture around, hey, if like if you stick with us, if you're, if you're around us, if you support us, we'll make it more than worth your while, right? And so with like all the NFTs, like we did a, we did a basically like a money back mint, meaning that anyone who minted an NFT uh, was able to get the mint price back in GMRX for when it launches. And anyone that buys it on secondary also gets that same mint price back on on GMRX when it launches. I bet that's provided that they stake their NFTs, right? So it's like a it's like a mechanism that they have to do to be able to receive that. Um, and so like there's we've done this in, in like a couple of collections. So we've done an ETH and a Solana collection, and that was to tap into both the ETH and Solana communities because yes, we are a Web 2.5 organization, right? We have the esports side, we have the everyday gamers who are all Web2 natives. They don't realize that they use uh, a Web3 based platform, right? Because it's so seamless and it's all done on the back end, like you were just saying, you know. But um, in terms of like the Web3 side, that's how we, we know how to build community, right? And that's just through our experience. Like you've got myself, we've got ex Binance uh, team members, uh, you know, Kevin, champion guy. He was the, the head of fan token over at Binance. He left them to come and work for us. Um, we also have Max, uh, head head analyst of Abu Dhabi VC, who's now uh, head of Web three mark. Uh, sorry, head of Web three, I should say. And so, like, you know, when we put all our brains together at the beginning, it was basically to make sure that we we had a solid plan of being able to like build this whole culture around you know loyalty and rewarding that. And so that's what we plan on doing moving forward. You know, like gaming, gaming. We want to become a billion dollar business, right? And we're, we're already on our way to, to doing that in terms of like our positioning and, and who we are. And I guess if you want to talk in Web3 lingo, the narratives that we cover, right? Um, you know, we're looking at equivalents to us or alternatives like Render Network have, have as, I said, as I said to you before, just over a thousand GPUs online every three months, we got over 50,000 per month, right? Like uh, they're, they're already a 1.8 billion FDV uh, token, you know, and so like for us, we, like that's just one of the things out of five things that we do, you know. So like uh, we also gonna we're gonna have a fan token utility. We're gonna have all these different utilities uh, around the token itself, and so the community members that are here right now, right, your evangelists are usually the ones that get in right at the start, who are your biggest fans. They're the ones that we want to reward the most, right? Like we obviously want to reward people in perpetuity with all the different like people that come in, like new new gamers, new community members, but, you know, we really are building a culture of, of like just a happy place to be. And so the cool thing with that is too, is that because it's a gaming project and because this is a real business that is net positive, that doesn't like, like it, it's got real revenue, it's got a real business already, it, it makes it a lot easier for people to digest and trust in as well. And like that, the product kind of just sells itself, right? And then what, what you have is, a, is like you have this combination of product sells itself, uh, clear and precise marketing, uh, very direct in our approach and, and, our, and I guess our, our goal and our missions, right, uh, or our vision. And then the, the byproduct of that is like just a, a flourishing community. And that's what we've, we've already seen it so far. You know, like we've got legends in the space listening right now, Mookie, MBE, uh, we've got uh, Schmurda, we've got Amen, XO, uh, OX Bryce, we've just been in touch with uh, Nivor, DeFi Dom, Eddie. I'm just going to keep going down the list, right? <laughs> like, there's heaps of people here. Uh, Namika, Slack, Slavic, uh, Ras, Tubas, uh, the, like, there's, there's plenty of people here that are just part of that community that, you know, obviously love to come in and support. And we, we love that. So, I guess that's sort of our goal and our vision in terms of, yeah, social impact.
I love it. I love the community as well. Like, um, to me, this is pretty much a foundation of any project. And if you could connect with your community from the day one, um, these are the users, these are the people who would be with, the, with you, you know, uh, for good. And, um, yeah, uh, we're also quite grateful for the community members that are with us. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a blessing to have them and um, to have all the support that, uh, you know, received. So, yeah, very happy to hear that you guys are obviously very successful in building your community. That's amazing. Um, okay. Uh, you said so much. And uh, I've got like two working, two functioning brain cells at the moment. I had so much to, to say back, but uh, but anyways, we'll just probably move on. Um, I wonder if you guys, uh, I know the team is brilliant. I know you're talented and I'm pretty sure the tech um, behind the project is uh, fully developed and everything is okay. But are you guys facing any challenges in terms of tech in particular? This is what like interests me, um, especially these days. Is there anything mi missing? Any like missing pieces, uh, jigsaw puzzles that you wish were there available, um, at, like you know to use? Um, is there anything? challenging at the moment we're very lucky in that the the cto bookie that's the chief technical officer he has yep. his own develop development house as his own business separate to gaming uh so his development house is like prestige like they scale up and scale down devops with with businesses they work with like uh, at the click of a finger basically and so we have access to like the world's best devs basically in uh in web 2 and web 3 which is exciting so we don't, we don't usually run into issues that we can't solve. Yes, we do run into issues. Uh, yes, there are bugs on the platform that arise when a new update comes because one, one thing kinks out the other type thing. And we usually just, we just like, op, like we, I guess we develop so quickly, um, you sort of expect that to happen. Hence why we're sort of coming out of beta and we're very clear, clear and open about that too. Um, but the, the problems do not, do not come anywhere near, uh, the, the pros of the actual platform and the business. And our adoption speaks volumes to that, you know? Having yeah. 3,100, having 300,000, sorry, gamers that have downloaded the platform, having 50,000 users online monthly sharing their GPU with us is like, <laughs> that's kind of like the proof in the pudding, right? It's like, okay, well, the, the, the platform must be good, you know? People obviously enjoy it and the, the, the monetization works, the retention is there, uh, and that's that's obviously a positive. So. Yeah, we do run into them. Like there's bugs that, that come up on the platform, like uh, monetization might not show for a day because we've just put it through an update, but then it's just fixed the next day or the day after. Like and it's, it's never really an issue, right? Uh, a good thing as well is that we, we have a, a good support, uh, I would say, team, right? So you can actually, if you ever have a problem, you can reach out to uh, support on the platform. Uh, as well as that, you can also just jump into Discord and there's a couple of devs there as well. Uh, like usually tagging stranger in a ticket will get you an answer within, you know, a day, a couple of days. Uh, and yeah, like they're pretty, pretty quick in getting their responses. But like, I think, yeah, so I, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, definitely. You've covered it all. Perfect. I'm like, okay, you've got no issues, basically. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, coming to that, I think... Uh, if we step back a little to to focusing on community, I think in Leonex also we have built a quite a bit a strong community, and we also have uh, you know us community managers, and then we have the moderators, and then we have the other guys that act as a uh, support for our community as well. I'm sure uh, Gaimin also has some sort of sub support as well that's working for them. And uh, next, jumping on, I think. Uh, since you guys are esports and then you guys are also in crypto and DeFi, the space currently I would say is very siloed. And then uh, in in crypto and in DeFi, uh, the best way to grow is through collaborations and partnerships. So I I guess my next question is how does Gaimin approach partnerships and what role do they play in you know advancing the project's mission? Um. You say approach, so I'll answer it as if I was approaching one right now. 
usually I just vet the project and I vet the business and the people behind it straight away. Uh, we got a pretty cool network of team members and community members and uh, KOL like ambassadors. So typically speaking, we can get an answer like within a day on whether someone is good or no good, right? And I think reputation is everything in this space. So what, first of all, we look at reputation. Uh, second of all, then we look at product, like if the pe people actually usually have a product and it, and it's, you know, viable, makes sense, or it's working, or at least like there's a, there's a definite demo there or, or whatever it is. And then we like, kind of like, yeah, make sure that the team are happy with it. And then third, we, we like, obviously then look for uh, a reasonable means of, of collaboration. And so whether that's like a, a joint community discord event or like a, a co-tweet, which we, we rarely do, um, or, or if it's a, a something like a space, which we do quite often, uh, then then we, we're like always like sort of happy to, you know, jump in and talk talk with projects and yeah, I guess give them a bit of spot, spotlight and, and cross-pollinate communities. But yeah, like, I guess, I guess we do a lot of DD. Like, for example, we've had, uh, we've knocked back 12 games in the last three weeks saying that, sorry, like we're, we're not happy with it. We won't name who, but um, our team basically figured out that one, they they were fraudsters. Two, and this is all right. So two or two, they were uh, the game wasn't any good. Or three, uh, it was just bought assets and there was no game design actually thought about. It was more just to, to raise money. Or four, uh, it just plain wasn't exciting. And so th there's a lot of reasons why we usually knock them back. Uh, and so yeah, like collaborations, we take quite seriously because. We want to make sure that we protect the brand and we want to make sure that also, as well as that, we protect uh, the people that are in our community. You know, we don't want people in our community jumping into things that don't make sense that they'll later push back on us for and say, hey, you guys showed us this. So yeah, we're always super careful. Like Crypto Undeads, if you remember that, that sort of jumped up out of nowhere and was like this hyped project. I was saying that it was a scam in the in the Discord. I wasn't happy with it. And uh, but we we got selected for whitelist. And so Jay, our community manager, put a post out just saying, hey, we don't we don't endorse this, but we know a lot of you have been asking about it. If you want in, you're allowed to jump in now because Gaiman got selected as a whitelist opportunity. So yeah, we, we approach it in a very careful and methodical way, I would say. It is very important. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Sam. It is, like, <laughs> it is very important to protect the brand. Uh, there is like the space, um, what there are kind of like positive and negative moments of this like having Web3 space um, so available to everyone, so decentralized and so um, secure on one hand. And then on the other hand, it's the like ocean of opportunities for scumbags to step in and just you know, start doing all the things that uh, we should be so aware of. Um, so, yeah, there is, <laughs> where is positive, there is negative, I suppose. And, um, yeah, uh, due diligence, always do your due diligence, guys. Um, super important. Thank you. This is, like, a great reminder to everybody who's listening or will be listening when we will post this on our Spotify. Anyways, actually, just a gentle reminder to those who listen, Please, guys, feel free to drop any questions for Blake in the comments because um, he's quite an interesting person. Um, so yeah, I think maybe there could be some questions. Only interesting, you know, when I'm when I'm awake, right? When I'm when I'm sort of just waking up. We both experienced that. Uh... I'm a little bit slow to the party on time zones. <laughs> oh my god! It took me an hour to get you to take seven and seven away. <laughs> For context, everyone, when Inna and I first started speaking on Telegram, she was trying to like help me understand the time zone difference. And I think I just woken up. I had a late night with uh, with work. I think I think I finished at, like one a.m. and uh, <laughs> and I thought I had the time zone correct like like three times. And I, I just looked like a, a complete Web three degen talking to like <laughs> talking to Inna. It was uh, yeah. Uh, hence why you would have looked like even more of a as you as you quoted. Uh, at the start of the space, a Swiss army knife in, in that conversation. You'd have looked a lot sharper <laughs> oh, than me. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, well, okay. No, but to be fair, do you know what? When I wake up, like, I literally cannot have people even talking to me or at me. Like, I need my coffee to kick in before everything else.
when I'm just woke, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, Sam, do we have any questions uh, within the community? Any comments, any stuff that you can see there? Mm, I do see a few that are focused on guy men. I guess we'll take a few. So I guess uh, this question is for you. Uh, will Gaimin be available for Mac? And uh, will we be able to earn rewards with Mac? How good. It, How good it will question, be in eh? the future, but, but <laughs> not at the moment. Right now, it's available on PC, so Windows, and then also as an Android app as well, uh, which you can still uh, play games on and, and uh, use the watch to earn function as well, uh, to earn GMRX. But yeah, just definitely not not uh, a thing yeah not a thing right now but it is on the on the roadmap brilliant um also another little remark here for the community for the listeners who are here right now if you guys do have any questions please raise your hand and sam will let you on we've got um mark crypto psycho here uh in the audience who represents hot knife studios which is a gaming studio as far as i remember so, Mark, please don't be shy. I know you're not a shy person. If you have any questions, which you probably do, step in. I don't mind. As long as you don't do, like, a 10-minute voice note, please don't do that. He does that all the time. But meanwhile, whilst everyone is gathering themselves um, for questions, I have um, another one. Like, So, in terms of chains... Uh, I will connect this, uh, like, somehow. I, I'm actually quite interested. How do you see uh, the connection of gaming uh, to interoperability uh, and, like, how important it is um, for nowadays Web3 projects to have this feature uh, and what kind of doors could it potentially open for projects like you guys, for instance? I think interoperability, operability, sorry, is just super important. Oh my Can God, you I say it again? That. Interoperability. There we go. <laughs> I had my mouth closed. Uh, I think it's. I think interoperability is super important uh, with gaming as a future. Um, the reason why is because I think I think with this whole like proposed idea of of what a metaverse is at its core and what it should be, and like you know the future of gamers. Uh, having a more decentralized aspect of about them where there's chewing game ownership and interoperability across different games and and then therefore with the web 3 aspect blockchains uh, I think for that whole idea to be pushed forward it like we need we need specific interoperability tools right and so now I'm just showing off I'm just saying interoperability in every sentence. I but, know. Uh, yeah. you're, just You're like, okay, <laughs> no, I'm just going to take my chance my luck now. I'm just going to keep saying it for the rest of, the rest of uh, this session. <laughs> this you have to really concentrate. But uh, no, I think, it's, I think it's super important. I think it opens up a, a, like, a, yeah, an array of different opportunities for people. Uh, Projects even like uh, yourselves, right? Like this is something that you guys uh, live and breathe, right? Interoperability between EVM and non-EVM chains, yeah. chains, which I think is really cool. So, you know, I, I think for gamers to really step into that like next evolution of, if you want to call it Web 2.5 uh, or Web 3 gaming, uh, where all the tech that we've been talking about for the last couple of years comes into play with everyday gamers in a seamless uh, way where they don't have to think about it, but then they can still enjoy all the perks and the features that come with it. I think I think that interoperability then is is like key for that to all happen, right? Otherwise, it's too siloed in terms of like uh, different options. Like when you have to use a specific blockchain uh, and you can't you can't go cross game between different blockchains, that would be problematic because then there's all of a sudden like rise to an educational factor for your everyday gamers, which is just a very near impossible task. Like we don't want to be trying to educate gamers about how to use a technology that is potentially very difficult. We want to be just educating them about the, the features or the benefits that a technology may offer so that they get involved in it and then can use it in a seamless and, and yeah, just a very seamless way. Right. And I love to give the, the, the example of uh, using Amazon, right? Like when you're a shopper headed, headed, on like headed to Amazon and you just want to buy 
toothpaste and toothbrush, right? You just want to get in there. You want to buy the toothpaste and the toothbrush, pay with your card, check out. It comes to you the same day or the next day. You don't want to learn about what uh, what bloody uh, CMS uh, that Amazon sits on. You don't want to learn about the the like payment structure that they they have in the the e-bank gateway that they use to tr- process your transactions. You don't care about the processing transaction fee that they have to worry about or like the, t- the amount of tr- uh, transactions per second that they they can offer uh, their whole database, right? You don't care about the courier company they use. You don't care about any of that stuff, right? It's not relevant or important to you. You're the end user. All you want to do is get in there, get your product, get out, right? And it's the same with gamers. Gamers just want to jump in, enjoy the game, have a cool experience with friends, jump on voice chat, chat. They don't care about all the rest of the stuff that we we sort of talk about a lot of the time. So absolutely, yeah. I like, think that that's why I think interoperability is yeah super super important. But on the back end, definitely on the back end. Absolutely, on the back end, something like that. You know, a a girl with blonde hair wouldn't notice. That would be good. That would be absolutely a given. You know, um, godsend, I would say. Um, yeah, I personally can't wait to get rid of my bank app and my bank card. Uh, I just want a wallet or wallets, multi-chain, multi-token, multi-everything, multi-currency, and yeah, visibility to just tap my phone everywhere I go and be free of like having to call a bank. I'm obviously like recently traumatized by banking experience, so um, yeah. I can't wait to never ever call a bank and have a 25-minute conversation um, with a person who barely cares. So, yeah, <laughs> or, um, <laughs> it's just like, honestly, I really hope that we, are, we will be seeing this day very soon. And, you know, the transition is on. We are uh, walking towards that direction. Um, yeah, it's like for us, interoperability is like what we breathe uh, pretty much. So, um, yeah, and we would like to think we are being one of the thought leaders of interoperability protocol. And, um, yeah, we just need a little bit of patience to, you know, um, start, launch, and then, um, yeah, all my dreams probably will come true uh, for sure. Um, okay, uh, we have a couple of questions in the comment yeah. section. I can yeah. see that, but I'm like, they are weird. <laughs> Let's go, Sam. Let's go, yeah. Sam. <laughs> so I think uh, since we were talking about projects, launch and tokenomics, tokens and stuff like that, uh, I do see one question that I think our viewers will definitely be interested in. So uh, can we talk a little bit about Gaiman's tokenomics, some stuff like that? Not yet, but we can we can soon. Yeah, <laughs> this is just something that we just can't talk about yet. We we're involved with. Uh, can I say that? Yeah, we're involved with T one exchanges, and as a result, the NDAs that we have uh, mean that we can't actually divulge that information just yet. Fair um, enough. We do have a ro- a roadmap on the website that's publicly viewable. Uh, it does say that we're launching the token in Q one. Um, so yeah, like, that's all I can sort of talk about for now. Oh, so absolutely fair enough. We do, yeah. we totally understand that because, like, uh, we we are on the same side as you, like, pretty much in the same boat. Um, yeah, totally get it. Totally support the secrecy. Please protect your businesses by all means, and do not let other people get their hands on it <laughs> yet. Please. Um, any other questions, Sam? No, I think uh, that was all. <laughs> okay, cool, perfect. All right, we're like we're moving so fast. Time flies, and okay. Um, digital divide. Do we know much about digital divide? How do we see it? This is completely like brand new conversation, by the way. I've just brought in. <laughs> but I'd like to talk about it a little bit. How do you see digital divide these days? Um, can you compare a digital divide now and let's say maybe, let's say three years ago? Uh, and how do you see it in the next three years? Like, will we unite or will we like completely, you know, go separate corners and just be weird? 
So digital it. divide is that is that talking about like the population around the globe in different in different like, yeah, geolocations yeah, where yeah, people like, have access to technology and then some people yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. So like that that's that's the one that's the thing that you know, unfortunately, it's not fully accessible. The technology is not fully accessible for everyone. Uh, also, uh, it's the level of skills or understanding of technology or like computers, for instance. Um, just generally, some people are tech savvy, some just are not. And, you know, so, yeah, what's your take on it? Uh, as, a, as a way to answer that in a general sense, I think um, that, that gap has like severely decreased actually like so mobile phones uh are like super accessible like everywhere now and you know as like different models come out older ones become cheaper and that filters through down to developed countries in different ways right and so i don't know i feel like definitely uh, in terms of like accessibility uh that has started to decrease i think it's going to decrease further when you look at deep in as a as an industry um, so there are different, I think it's potentially grass, uh, allows people to basically t uh, share their unused bandwidth so that, uh, other users around the world can sort of tap into that unused internet and then effectively use that with, with like a proxy, which allows, I think, uh, don't, please don't quote me on that, but, uh, which <laughs> then allows them to sort of access it from anywhere in the world, no matter where they are. Uh, to speak to I will quote their you. loved ones. I will quote you on this. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's I think like now. tech, tech like that is like super cool. Um, the ability to monetize your assets through deep in style businesses, I think, is like just kind of the way another step forward, uh, like to the masses to to sort of decrease that gap. It, it, decentralization as a whole really enables that right and so when when you're able to monetize uh your assets like say for example people do have pcs as an example in in developing countries right all of a sudden like earning five ten twenty dollars a day in the next 12 months is going to be a very real thing on gaming and so as a result that would be life-changing to people in those developing countries right which i guess is what that the point of the conversation is when you look at digital divide for people that are less fortunate that don't have access right and so yeah i think dpn is a is a big mover to sort of solve that problem uh in a number of ways brilliant yeah uh the, why did i ask this question basically is just um you know in every single session that i get to host for instance I always try to kind of like emphasize on the fact how important uh, Unity is and how important it is to uh, unite not only users but also pro protocols and projects. Um, collaboration is everything. Um, it's uh, it doesn't have to always be a transaction. Uh, it could also be a friendly conversation like this one. And I really, really appreciate you coming in, stepping in, and uh, you know telling us everything about um, your project and yourself as well, um, <laughs> you know. Thank you for not sharing too many details. That's good. Uh, so uh, we do have a, someone in the audience who uh, has got a question. So it's Defy.jo. They're actually really cool. Uh, we did uh, an AMA session with them uh, just a few weeks back. So, hi, guys. What's the crack? Hey, Ina. Uh, hey, Sam. Great space, guys. And uh, yeah, good to see gaming doing such a fantastic job. I'm not going to lie. I really got surprised that uh, I didn't know, actually, that uh, Gigi was part of uh, of gaming. Actually, I didn't know gaming before. So that's that's really cool. Ex-gamer here. And uh, yeah, looks like you guys are doing a fantastic job on the eSport uh, part of the business. Huge business, huge growth. Like, you know, I remember a few years ago, the the tournaments were kind of like a few hundred thousand dollars, but now are into millions. And uh, yeah, that will keep growing and growing. Uh, really quick question, general question. How does that uh, kind of like um, translate for gaming, the project, the Web3 project itself? Is there any revenue coming from these tournaments back to the project, back to the holders? I'm not sure if that's public yet or not, no. but yeah, more no, like a general no, question. No, that's not a, that's so 
gaming is a web two business that has that uses web three tech for the essence of what it's meant to be used for, which is like to facilitate faster and easy transactions. And then as well as that uh, accessibility, right? So we have different utilities that hit each of those points. Uh, holders of our NFT collections are by no means shareholders in the business. They're not, uh, we didn't do an NFT collection to raise money as it's a money back mint. Uh, we did it to create a community. And so uh, NFT holders, uh, as a benefit of buying the NFT, uh, each get $119 at the listing price of GMRX uh, as a result of buying it or minting it in the first place or buying it on secondary. Uh, they, there's also a Genesis collection, which gives you uh, a number of tokens on a monthly basis for the next 12 months. Uh, should you buy any of those, you can jump in and like check out exactly how much they, those are. But I believe it's uh, 8,888 uh, per month for the lower one, 22,000 for the middle one, and then 88,000 for the top one. Uh, might be one or two numbers off there. Um, the esports organization has has nothing to do with that, right? So the esports organization is its own entity. We own the esports organization, uh, but however, we are obviously like it's a it's a cash flow positive business. It makes money and it does it does it in a profitable way, which is great. Um, the money that flows from in from the esports team does not go back to holders. That that would be yeah, just plain doesn't make any business sense at all. Uh, the money from the esports team funds the business. And that's how we were able to grow the business and, and do things like that. Uh, but in terms of like what it does for the platform, it has a priceless effect, right? So as I said to you before, given that we have you know millions of people that watch Gaming Gladiators in tournaments, as we start to activate the, the esports organization to start pushing players to actually come over to the platform uh, and, and like, you know, spread the message, messaging around subsidized gaming, meaning that players can come play the same games that they know and love on other gaming platforms, just play them on, play them, play them on ours and at the same time get paid for it to share your spare or unused uh, GPU, right? And so that's, that's, the, that's, I guess, the benefit that the esports organization has. Uh, revenue and things like that, that's, that's definitely out of the equation and that would not, never come into the equation in the, in the near future. Um, the, the benefits for holders are already like pretty amazing. Like it's, it was a completely selfless mint when we did the, uh, like, you know, the NFTs, uh, but then we've also got long-term benefits as well. So because we're a, because we're a gaming platform and we, we have an NFT marketplace, anyone that buys the Solana NFTs, uh, which are, which is actually called the gaming gladiators collection in the future, you're going to be able to receive unlocks of different NFTs, which are different like weapons and armor and like unlocks in games. Right. And so, we're the first ever company to create transposable NFTs across games that actually work. So yes, interoperability uh, on our platform. Uh, and as a result, so we can have like right now, if you jump on the platform, I think it's like $20. You can go and buy uh, a, a, an NFT, which we actually call a DGA, a digital gaming asset, but you can go and buy an NFT and it's a sword in Minecraft when you play, uh, but then it switches over to a skin in GTA five, which is pretty cool. So. We're going to have like hundreds of different unlocks for all the Solana NFTs in the future. And that's going to be another benefit to holders as well. Nice one. Yeah, it looks indeed uh, really well thought over there. And I like the fact that you're not mixing uh, Web 2 and Web 3. But uh, on the other hand, the Web 3 part will get a lot, like huge exposure. Again, for those who don't know about the eSport kind of like industry, highly suggest have a look on the kind of like the numbers and the growth over there during uh, during the years. And yeah, that's uh, that's a big advantage over there for the gaming and you know the platform, the users, and uh, so on, and for the holders uh, down the road. So, cool, man, cool, good stuff. Thank you, guys. Okay, thank you so much, Tifaidojo. Like you literally just switched onto your AMA hosting mode for a second, and I'm like, oh, he's taken over. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, this is now a question that I do understand that is uh, hanging around the comment section. So uh, they're just asking when staking will be available for Solana NFTs. I don't know if you can answer this question yet or no, but um, yeah, say something. <laughs> yeah, so the actual, the actual staking uh, mechanism uh, is effectively, has been ready for a little bit now, but 
we're adding in a couple of functions to make it easier for people to stake and unstake uh, when they where they have NFTs in bulk. Uh, so that it really is close. Um, but yeah, I'd rather not give dates or anything like that because uh, whenever there's a, a new suggestion or a new thing that comes up internally, we we like to add it and we don't like to have any pressure of timelines. Um, but yeah, uh, staking will be live before TGE 100%. Fair cool. Fair cool. Um, okay. I am pretty conscious of everyone's time and uh, I think I will lead us all, uh, not astray, but to the wrapping up section. So um, my last, very, very last question for you, real quick one. Do you play games? <laughs> I play, I don't actually have time to play games, but... Yeah. I, I like I love games. Uh, I was like a massive massive RuneScape, Age of Empires, and Call of Duty fanatic. Uh, yeah. Like used to just I like I'm pretty sure I like have played all the Call of Duties and gone through like all the campaign modes like countless times, and then just played them on all the different difficulties. And then I've also like I like as Call of Duty is my favorite, and then I've also like played like hundreds of hours potentially even thousands of hours uh, just like online with, with other people as well. Um, but we also had like a bit of a, a family tradition, like we're all us first cousins whenever we went and look, caught up with uh, caught up at Christmas, we would all like have lunch. And then like, you know, after you've had the big lunch and everyone's kind of like a little bit more tired, we all literally just went down into the, the living room and, uh, and started playing Call of Duty multiplayer. <laughs> so it was amazing. almost like an, it was like an annual competition to like see who could beat who. But uh, yeah, I, I'd always get like first or second. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best the best way to avoid awkward family get togethers, you know. Just play games. Just get you know what I mean. <laughs> what about you? Do you play? No, I've never played a game in my life. Um look, I can't even drive a car. So <laughs> no, I mean, I think I wouldn't be great at playing games. I'm more like um on the sporty side. I like like punching people so you're coordinated you're coordinated at least you like punching people awesome why do you like you get into like that's very fitting with DeFi dojo up on the stage uh, stage as well right <laughs> i know right yeah so um yeah i am coordinated at least one thing i am um but um yeah uh maybe one day you know <laughs> i will man up and just play a game find a really nice game for myself and just will get those hours in but meanwhile thank you so much for um coming to our space i really uh, appreciate just, your time yeah just one program. thing just one thing yeah uh, coming to the point where you said that uh, you don't get enough time to play games i think uh, sort of in crypto everyone's working 16 hour days they are working early mornings they are money working late nights so we don't get a lot of time that's that uh, but exactly uh, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. So I guess uh, since we are wrapping this up for our audiences, are there any call to actions? What are the next steps uh, would they have to perform if they would like to interact with, let's say, Gaimin or getting NFTs, stuff like that? Yeah, so look, we have two collections, one on OpenSea, which is uh, Gaimin Genesis. And then we also have one on uh, Magic Eden or Tensor, wherever you like to shop. Uh, and that one's called the Gaming Gladiators. Um, so yeah, if, uh, the way to get involved is to go ahead, buy one of those NFTs. Every single NFT comes with token unlocks. Um, if you want, simply jump into the Telegram or the Discord and ask how much each get. Uh, there's actually like a really cool graph that explains it all. Oh, what I might do is I might just pop the graph in, um, in the comments section and you guys can all, all check it out and have a look. This would probably be the easiest way for you to see exactly the, uh, token breakdown per NFT. Uh, Definitely just, do that. Do that. Yeah, I've just actually popped it in. Uh, so if you want to have a look, check out the comment section. It's in there. Um, and yeah, that's like a bit of a graph breakdown as to like what each of the Solana ones get and what, what each of the ETH ones get. But yeah, jump in, join the Telegram, join the Discord. Uh, you can check that out in our link tree in bio with all those links. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate the questions. And uh, thanks to all the listeners as well. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much, everyone. And um, yeah. Follow all the links, follow all the socials. And um, yeah, if you know of anyone um, or you would like to step in for one of these AMA sessions with us, please. 
do not hesitate reaching out, messaging on Twitter or on Telegram or on Discord, anywhere you can find us. Um, all the links are dropped in the comment section as well. So yeah, you're so much welcome because we love learning about other projects. We love uniting other pro with other projects and we love being friends with everyone. Um, so thank you so much for your time, all, uh, all of you guys. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, we will see you again soon. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. See you all in the next episode of X-Talks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.